WorldOfCast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player, with your hosts, Root and Freckleface. Be part of HearthCast by calling 321-558-7637, emailing contribute at HearthCast.com, following HearthCast on Twitter, or texting the show at 772-672-7423. And now... From the Excellence in Podcast Studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 53 of HearthCast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player recorded for you... On December 9, 2010, in the Excellence in Podcast Studios with your hosts, Root and Freckleface. In this episode, we're going to talk about Cataclysm. Give we are? Yeah, we are. Finally? Finally. Um, but before that, we're going to go over some email um, questions and comments. And we're going to continue and maybe wrap up our discussion on unethical things on and Unethical wow. things and wow. We'd like to give a quick thank you to our sponsors, TavernCraft.com. They have awesome steins there. Swagdog.com, get your swag on. They got some cool, it's not just wow gear, they got a lot of other gear like Star Wars, other geek, geek gear, you know, t shirts and hats and stuff. So go check them out. And also, this couldn't be possible without the kind folks at Nextelligence.com who make the excellent podcast studios available to you. Quick shout outs go to their guildmates over in Whisperwind, that'd be Alf and the Praetorian Guard. I was talking to Canaface about them last night. He is not happy that I am no longer a part of ALF. Why is that? Because I'm no longer part of ALF. And so then I told him I was part of the Praetorian Guard, which is the oldest and largest guild on our server. What do you think about that? He he pushed me off. He did the hand gesture. Yeah, that. So there you go. Also, a wonderful shout out to all of our friends and fans on our Facebook page. We've now integrated Facebook with HearthCast.com, the actual website. I showed you that today. You liked that. I was impressed. Yeah, so that's cool. And, of course, everybody on Twitter. We finally got our own Twitter accounts. We started them. Yeah. Still working on them. We'll talk about them next week. So, hey, Freckleface, what's up with you this week in the World of Warcraft? Well, we'll talk about it in more detail later, but I played basically for two straight days. Two days? Two days. Tuesday no. and Wednesday. Really? Yeah. Really? really? I had uh, two days off from work. Uh-huh. And you played those two days? You, you just played World of Warcraft? Yeah, pretty much. I think I might have watched like an episode on TV or something. I think you tried to fake day. sick at work and then you got sick. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, no honestly, I'd requested the day off from work the Tuesday of. Right. And I didn't lie about anything. I was like, hey, Cataclysm is coming out. I want to play this game. And boss gave it off to me. You know, as, as much as we talked about it, it still snuck up on me. Yeah, we, yeah. I was just like, really? Today's the day? Really? Wow. Do you know how much it did not sneak up on me? How as much, much as it... I said that I would not stay up all night. You I stayed up? I didn't stay up. I went, I lay down. You set your about, alarm clock, didn't you? No, I didn't. I laid down at about 11, and I slept so fitfully. Fitfully. I kept, I kept waking up every hour, like 12 o'clock, you know, look at the clock. I woke up at 1, looked at the clock. I woke up at 3. And I looked at the clock, and I was like, it's 3 o'clock. I could go play. And did you? No. Oh. I just laid back down. Oh. Um, I don't know how much of it was 
my sinuses that was making me all no. weird because I got like this real weird feverish thing going on too. Oh. And no, I, I was I was feeling real feverish um, Sunday and Monday night, and I don't know how much that contributed to my sleeplessness, but it was it was a little bit like Christmas night used to be or Christmas Eve used to be, like, okay. kind of like anticipation to wake up. Sure, I can see and, that. And yeah, I woke up in the morning and uh, my husband was sort of like, "Well, okay, we'll get up, we'll go, you know, bring back breakfast, and then we'll play." So then I got up at seven. <laughs> And he still wasn't up. Wow. And he okay. had said, okay, well, if I'm not up by 9, he can wake me up. But I held out until about 8.45. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, get up! <laughs> and uh, I was just a quivering mess of excitement. And you're what level now? 82. I'm not even 81 yet. I'm like halfway through 80. Well, that's all right. But I'm still going to beat you 85. <laughs> you know what? That, that is a very... Uh, dramatic thing to say why is that well just think about like how much okay I've, this week i've played two solid days how, right. how long have you played uh four hours okay and you think you're gonna beat me at 85 yeah really yeah because see i'm healthy you're not oh i'll get over this <laughs> i'll be over this by saturday I, think, I don't you know mighty grom's gonna beat us both so it doesn't matter oh yeah he will because I thought it was funny when he was, like, all looking forward to midnight or something. You're like, dude, you know it's midnight Pacific, right? Yeah, that was funny. That he posted <laughs> on Facebook, and it, I think it was – He was like, he put he a countdown. Po- no, he posted 101 minutes. Yeah, so I looked at the timing. I was like, okay, he posted at 1030. It's like, no, it's – no, it's it's 3 a.m. He's like, yeah, but I went out of the store at midnight. It's like, oh, okay. oh He's getting the midnight release instead of just getting the electronic version yeah. of it. Well, you know. Which I'm not, I'm not doing that again. You're not doing. Oh, you're not going down the store. We talked about going down to the store, and then you bailed on me. Well, you wouldn't have gone anyways after all that planning. I would have gone. Really? Yeah. Honestly, would have gone. You honestly would have gone. I, I would have worn my Hearthcast Swag Dog T-shirt. I don't even know what was open at midnight this time around. See, maybe GameStop was. Sure. But you know, it's so much easier this time. Like, by the time I paid for it. I'd already even downloaded this stuff because I heard from another podcast how you can alter right. your file. Yep. And download it. I did that. It didn't take any. Once I figured out what what it was, it took no time to download. Yeah. Maybe five minutes. Maybe. Yeah. I think everything was in four point zero point three. Yeah. So it was like nothing going on. So, and I remember when I did uh, Wrath because I did Wrath electronically as well, and that one, if I recall right, was a more substantial download, and I was a little. Uh, and I was confused trying to find it. I'm like, I can't find it. Like, just load up the game. It's already there. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I was impressed. Now it's time for email questions. You, too, can have your email read and answered by the HearthCast crew by emailing your questions, comments, shout-outs, or greetings to contribute at HearthCast.com. So we got this email, a really long one here, and I'll read it since I know you're feeling a little under the weather today, uh, from uh, Faulty. And he emailed in the other week and about his um, – he emailed us last week about um, – His dilemma with his girlfriend. Yeah, that's the one. And we all – we kind of hashed it's that like out. the dilemma between hardcore rating and hanging out with yeah, the girlfriend. Yeah, so we got a follow-up from him, which I'm sure all of our listeners are, are eagerly waiting. So it's kind of cool. It says, hey, guys, just listen to your episode where you answered my question. I figured to give you an update and clarify a few things. Also, Root hit the nail on the head, and my name is a reference to Faulty Towers. 
Oh, and you'll also be happy you know I went back to the light side and switched to Alliance. So now I'm a dwarf paladin. I've always felt more at home with the Alliance since Horde always seemed like the bad guys. Maybe it's my D&D background. Orcs, trolls, minotaurs, and undead are never the heroes. My girlfriend has played WoW since mid-TBC. She hasn't just started playing to be with me. See, I told you that. You're right. She has a ret pally, drain eye now, and she actually got me started in the game. So we were like really wrong on that one. She just hasn't done much in the way of dungeons and raids because she prefers to play with friends. As she put it once, she's always afraid someone in a pug is going to insult her play style or DPS or whatever, like most puggers tend to do with their reliance on gear score and other metrics. Anyways, we did have a discussion about what we want to do, and I came to the conclusion that I'd be happy playing in a guild that's somewhere in the midpoint between a hardcore raiding guild and a more casual guild. The idea would be a guild that can still progress through the content at a reasonable pace, since I don't care about realm firsts, so I can experience the content when it's relevant, but not to the extent that a real hardcore raid guild would be, with WoW becoming almost like a second job. I'm hoping I can get my raiding fix in a situation like this, and my girlfriend can manage to do alt raids or whatever with us to learn the ropes. Also, since I work 9 to 6 with an hour and a half commute, wow. I live in Pasco County and I work in Tampa, wow. I can only devote a few hours every day to wow. Once again, thanks for taking the time to read my email on the show. For the Alliance. Well, number one, thank you for the email and thanks for the clarification. Now, we were kind of off a little, okay, a lot. On our perception on that. We did a little assumptions. We did, yeah, we did a lot of assumptions, and, you know, well, that's what you get for making assumptions. I'm glad that uh, that I was right about his faulty... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you even know what Faulty Towers is? Yeah. Okay, very it's good. It's British comedy. Yes. Yeah. I have the entire series on DVD. It's awesome. Anyhow. Um, yeah, well, there you go. We were wrong, but... Well, the advice that you gave him what, was to have a conversation. Yeah, talk. And he did. He worked it out. Talk and figure it out and come to a meeting point in the middle. Which is what so, happened. Yeah, even though our presumptions about who had what role and et cetera and so forth, we had the kind of timeline out of order, who played first and whatnot. Well, you're but, guessing. Yeah. But, well, either way, I mean, he's on Whisperwind now. I saw that. So we got to get him either an Alpha or Praetorian. Well, he's in a guild already. Doesn't matter. Get him out. I'm kidding. <laughs> We'll have the entire podcast devoted. I mean, we'll have the entire server on an alpha. Yeah, I, I don't know how alpha is going to do as far as progression rating because you said he is interested in that, and we did. They were doing ICC um, every week pretty consistently for a while, but then it kind of dropped off toward the end. Um, we kind of hit our point, right, where we weren't going any farther. Um, and I'm hoping this time around to be more consistent with that. Um, so, I mean, you know, if he does want to join Alpha, or I don't know what your guild does yet. You know what's crazy? Other than big. Yeah, what's crazy about this, I was, I was talking to Canafates about this last night. I'm like, hey, how many people are on, you know, on an average day in, in Alf? And he's like, well, he's 17 normally, and, you know, sometimes I see around 30. It's like the least I have seen with Praetorian is 80 people. Are you serious? Yeah. And it's just like. Have like, you killed the critters yet? I killed the, crit- the oh. critters. <laughs> not yet. The achievement for the critters? Not yet. I don't, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, not really. If your guild collectively kills 50,000 critters, everyone gets a pet armadillo. Oh, well, I'll mention that then, I guess. Yeah, no, the, the guild achievements, they're freaking awesome. I'll have to go check them out. I, I know we capped this week already, but it's not on, what? on the guild achievements. On the guild, whatever, the stuff you can do every week for the guild. 
the guild level. Yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. You can do a certain amount of stuff per week, and we hit yeah. the cap on, what was the first day I played? Wednesday. Yeah, well, I hit my guild rep cap, guild rep cap the first day for some reason. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. It's, it's I'm just, what's funny is, like, when I first got into them, the guy's like, hey, I'm putting together a run for ICC. And I was, like, slowing the trigger and going, I don't want to do this. Do I have the time to do this? Yeah, maybe I should do this just to see how the guild is. I was Wait, like, when was this? Uh, when I first got into them, oh, so okay. two weeks ago or so. Okay, two weeks ago. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I think I'll do it. You know, and I took a little while to hem and hot and I made my decision. I said, okay, I'm going to go on this run. And I told the guy, hey, yeah, I'm interested because, man, we're full. <laughs> I'm, it's been like five minutes. And I go, yeah, we're already headed over there. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, okay. Five-minute window, and they're already on their way to ICC, and they're full. How many times did we wait for hours to go on a run to ICC? It wasn't that bad toward the end once we got the, once we got the hang of it. But, yeah, it could be... An hour, yeah. an hour or two yeah. to get everything. And see, together. I'm I'm like the thing. Someone says yeah, I lose interest. You know, it's not that I'm. It's not ADD. But it's just I get bored. Uh-huh. And so someone's gonna say, "Hey, let's go do ICC." Yeah, let's do ICC. I'm. I want to go then and there. If it's an hour later, man, there might be something on TV that caps from my interest. You know, <laughs> who knows? So I'm just like, um, call me or something. I don't know. You know, so. So this might be the perfect guild for you. I think so. I think I need those numbers. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, the problem is with us all not being in the same guild is that otherwise when we are doing stuff together, that could be counting for guild rep. Well, come on over. But The I'm, water's fine. <laughs> It'll make you feel I, good. You know what? I might send one of my characters over there. Maybe Janiqua because she heals. She's 80, right? She's 80, yeah. But I've, no, she's 80 and a half because I've done a, yeah. Well, you know, bottom line is I'm glad that Faulty has got that straightened out. And I'm glad that Faulty's over in Whisperwind. And, you know, I can see where he's coming from, from the D&D background about saying Horde are evil. But I don't see them as evil in the World of Warcraft. I don't see anybody on the Horde as being necessarily evil. I see them being nature-driven, earth, you know, earth-bound driven kind okay. of stuff, you know, uh, Versus you know, magic driven, and I know there's probably some discrepancies because of the Emerald Dream and all that with the Night Elves and whatnot. But I don't know; just they seem more. The thing I liked about them, and I don't know if it's still the same, but when I did, when I was leveling a Horde character, man, it just seemed like when I was doing the quest stuff made more. Um, what's the word I'm looking? Geographic sense. It's just you were you progressed very easily in a quest, and it took you to the next place you're supposed to go. Well, of course, it's all irrelevant now. It's all different. Right. All the zones. That's what I, was, I don't know. I don't know so what, I don't if know it still does it, but I mean, I remember leveling with, uh, you know, questing on, on route, leveling him. It's, I seem like I was just running all the time. Yeah. And you know, you got to run clear to the other side and kill five things and run clear back to the other side. It's like you know that's a waste. Yeah, it was so. really annoying. And you know, nothing Cannon Face said about the. Uh, Changes. We'll talk about the changes here pretty soon. But what he said, he liked a lot about the changes. It wasn't just go kill five things and come back. They give you more information. He said. Yeah. But since I don't really read quest log, so. he never used to either. But this time he's all he's all, he's into all about it. reading the quest. Yeah, log. you know, he and I talked. He said he's getting on vent and he's leading these quest groups around. And he's like, everybody stop. And he was reading. Is okay. We need to go over. He says like, you know. Yeah, you know, and we um, it was the uh, three of us for the past two days when we did Matt Hangel. And because he's got a friend 
I'm going to say from work, but he lives in Denver, who's also taking a wildcation. No, wildcation. <laughs> I like that. That's Yeah. So it's just like the three of us. And we, we went through, I got the achievement for doing 115 quests in there. Nice. And we did that very efficiently. And mostly because he was just like, boom, let's go here, let's go here, let's go here. But everyone's, I'd be like, hold up, I'm still reading. I told him you don't share that same trait when you when we are questing together. I don't. No, you just leave me. You do. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we got another email here from some dude. He says, "Hey, I heard Freckleface say she was doing the cooking daily for Cataclysm. I just wanted to point out for anyone not in the know that there is a limit of ten chef awards. What is given with a cooking daily along with a skill point. So once you hit ten, the awards just vanish. It's like kind of being capped on Justice Points of Honor." I figured this out and had lost two awards. So this isn't too obvious, and I don't recall seeing anything about it in the patch notes. If you mouse over the awards area in the currency tab, you will see the 10 limit in the mouse over tip. Just a heads up. Take care. Enjoy Cataclysm, and he looks forward to the next show. You know, I am so glad he wrote this in because I had no idea about this until I read his email. You know why it doesn't affect me? You don't do cooking. <laughs> I don't do cooking. In the Wrath of Lich King cooking awards just so you know you use awards to buy recipes it's the only way you could learn the new cooking stuff was do these dailies get these awards but you could also buy things like spices that you needed to cook the foods okay and they gave you the spices with the awards but if you wanted extra you could buy more with the awards um so i kept buying them because you know you can always just cash them out with the spices take the spices on the auction house maybe get some money Mm-hmm. So between Freckleface and Vanilla, I had about uh, 800 awards. 800? Yeah, because I had bought everything from the vendor that I could. And That's... I still had that many left over. Because they're so easy. They're all done right in Dollar and It was easy money. I just kept doing it. That's it wasn't up. about the awards. It's not messed up. The point is, I might have tried to hoard my awards for a while and tried to spend them all at once, only to realize, I don't know. I only have 10. You only have 10. I only have 10. I'm doing it for a month. So, you know, I like tips like that. So appreciate that. Some dude, props to you. You probably save Freckleface a lot of uh, stress, which in turn saves me a lot of stress. And can face even more stress because you would have stressed him out. Oh, and you'll like this too. One of the first things I was going to get is coffee because it sobers you up. Yeah, I saw you told me that. Drinking all your beer and, yeah, drinking your Kungaloosh and give you some espresso to sober sober up. up again. That's pretty smart. I like that idea. Yeah, I think it's cool. I don't know if it works in real life or not. You know, last week we did talk about unethical things that um, was going that you know that happens in WoW, and we did put a comment up on our Facebook page, and we said, "Hey, let us know, and we'll get these in the show." And then we said last minute. So. It was very last minute, and we'd already started recording the show by the time comments are up. So we are going to backtrack a little bit and go back to some of these comments that are up on our Facebook page. They were, they were good. They were really good. Um, and this is from Froho, Froho, and uh, he's uh, he's over. Uh, what is he on? Eonar, and he's in the Blood of the Titans. That's a cool guild name. That's pretty cool. I like that. And uh, this I'm from Facebook, and these are some of the unethical things he says that people do. And he kind of categorizes them a little differently. He says, as a raid member, giving up on a boss fight during a raid if you know you're going to wipe anyways. So As in just stop fighting? Just stop fighting, giving up. You know, like, you know what, I'm not even going to bother. Do you think you should fight to the very end, or do you think you should just, if you know you're going to wipe, just wait for the inevitable? Well, 
sometimes, even when you think that you're going to wipe, sometimes you can still pull through. Right. Well, yeah. Um, I think you should really just wait for your radiator to call it. Because generally they will if it, if everyone's starting to die, they're like, all right, just let it wipe. Well, do you think, well, I don't know if he means that or if he means like, for instance, you're on a boss and your healer goes down and your uh-huh. main tank goes down. Uh-huh. Do you continue to try to kill it to down that boss or you just stop playing and wait for the boss to come kill you and just hurry up and everybody wipe and let's get it over with? No, honestly, I think if you were in a raid, you were following the raid leader and you should fight until the raid leader says, okay, everyone that's a wipe, just just stop. Well, I don't mean like, oh, you say, so you're thinking that the raid leader will actually call the fight and go, let's just wipe and restart? Yes, and okay. I, I've been in lots of situations where that's happened. And it's like, all right, guys, it's a wipe and then we'll call it. But if people start... And then you, re, you you go back and fight again, though, right? Yeah, we okay. do. Okay, yeah, and I think that's what he's saying. Right. That's that's what I think so, too. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Cause... Yeah, because otherwise, your perception might be that there's no way you're going to make it, whereas if everyone did put 110% into it, you might pull through. Now, I've been in a situation with Root, you know, being the, the DPS lock and being the last one, you know, because I run away, <laughs> and having the boss come up to me and getting off the kill shot. I've been in that situation twice in the entire however many years I've played the game. One of the instances was in Violet Hold with uh, whatever the dragon is at the very end. It's I can't think. Cyanestro Yeah, something, something like that, yeah. And the other one, was such a long time ago, I don't really remember the instance. I remember it was like downstairs in a place. It's all, I know that's really descriptive for you. But what was cool on that one was uh, everyone was like cheering me on and invent. Because they're like, oh no, Root's the last one. And this, the guy, this guy's coming towards me, and I'm just dumping everything I got on him, you know, like my uh, whatever, the, my death coil, everything I can get on him. And I got out of there, like, and I was almost dead when he dropped. Like, if he had spit on me, I would have died. But you made it. I made it. You were a fighter. You saved yeah. it for everybody. And then uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the healer was, who was Soulstone, didn't you? She waited till. I remember that fight. That was really cool. That was, that was my first one. That's why it's so memorable to me. Uh, so, yeah, I say stick it out and fight. I agree. I agree with with, uh, with Froho here. His next one is as a tank. Immediately bailing on a random dungeon when you get thrown into a poor dungeon. Hey, we've all done this. I, I've never done that. I've never bailed on a dungeon, on a random dungeon, because I didn't want to run that dungeon. I have said to myself, oh, not this one. But I was doing, I think it was Oculus. Uh-huh. The first, I don't know week or two weeks when I was really getting into randoms back in the day. It was already back in the day. This was an expansion ago. I hated Oculus because I would always get lost because everybody else who knew the instance was getting on the dragon and flying. Once I knew where they were going, though, I was fine. But until then, I used to... And then the other one I used to hate... Um, oh, what is it? You, we start off and you go down... Um, it's a, It's like a square... Uh, tunnel, not a tunnel, but a shaft, square shaft, and at the bottom is a bunch of snake people, and a bunch of snakes and Gundrak. I think it is Gundrak, okay. yeah. And I, the only reason I hated that one is like the first couple of times Randy took us on it the first couple of times, and he would get down oh, there and be right. like, "Everybody stand here and do this," and then we'd all wipe. Yeah. And then he'd go, "I don't know why everybody wiped." <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I hate this instance. And then so. All right. Well, I'll tell you how I feel about it. I don't think it's unethical to leave just because you don't want to do a dungeon and the reason why i say that because it's your time if you don't waste your time 
spending 30, 45 minutes going through dungeons you want to do. I don't think you should have to do it. Um, you have to say, you also have to take the consequences of that dungeon finder cooldown or whatever if you right, leave. Yeah. So you have to balance it out. What I think is unethical is leaving when people are fighting. You know, especially if it's a boss. I always think that's extremely rude and uncalled for. But just leaving because, you know, it's annoying, especially because the tank is the one that takes the longest to find. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so it's, it's annoying when they do that, but at the same time. What I don't like is when they, and I, I'm going to jump ahead, might be jumping ahead on Fro here, here. I don't know, I don't see it, is the kind of like the opposite of this. If you lose a tank or you lose a healer at the very, at the boss, and somebody comes in and they're like, oh man, I ain't. Y'all must have messed up because y'all are missing your tank or healer, and then they bail. And we're like, we're on the boss. We're on the. We're about to finish this thing. I haven't seen that happen before. I have. Really? Yeah. The last time it happened to me was on the the, the one instance with the big floating head at the end of it. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Forge of Souls. Yeah, Forge of Souls. That's the one. You're so good at that. Yeah. And I remember the guy saying, "You must. You guys must have really screwed up if you lost the tank. It was a tank you lost, because you guys must have really screwed up if you lost the tank at the boss level. So I'm out of here. We're like. Did not even a chance for us to go. The guy had to leave. It was nothing to do with us. He was very apologetic. He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." We're like, "We got five minutes left. I got to go." And that's just ignorant. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it's on him. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Fro, who also says, as a herbalist or a miner, so this is when you're, you know, your professions, intentionally grabbing a node when another player accidentally aggroed a mob next to it. And we discussed this one. We discussed it two weeks ago and last week, and he added to it, and that's fine. And you seem to think it's okay. I'm backtracking on that, though. You're backtracking. You're yeah. going to change your... Well, what he's saying... Because it made me think of something. It unearthed a repressed memory. Ooh. Okay. Sometimes a pencil is just a pencil. <laughs> okay, this is back when I was going to the university. Okay. And when I went, there was absolutely insufficient parking. Right. Just completely ridiculous. <laughs> I can already see what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Insufficient parking is in there. If you arrived between, I'm going to say, 9.30 and 2.30, the only way that you could get a parking spot was you pulled in the garage and you just went around in circles. And looked and looked and looked and looked. No, and looked. you looked until you found somebody walking in the car. <laughs> and then you got behind him and you put on your turn signal and you followed him to wherever their car was. You know, that happened all the time. No big deal. I schedule my classes at 8.30 in the morning to avoid doing that most days. You know, I would get to campus so an hour early. So somebody Thelma and Louise you, didn't they? I don't know what that means. I mean, I know who they are. I don't know what that means as a verb. You haven't seen that the movie? The movie, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, someone... Was it Fried Green Tomatoes? Is that what the movie? No, it's Thelma and Louise. Where they, they, they're driving, they got this big old station wagon. And they're trying to park in this in this parking lot, in a parking space, and these like teenage girls whip in right in front of them and take their space. Yes, don't interrupt my story. This is exactly what happened. Don't interrupt my story. Well, I, okay. <laughs> so it was during finals. Oh man! And it was I I had been driving around up and down four stories for forty five solid minutes. Holy! Passing cow. the same cars and over again. I was driving a big old van, right? I've never seen your van. I've heard stories. I don't stories. have it anymore. I've it, heard it stories died of this a, van. It died a slow, painful death. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. But I was driving this big old van, and I finally got someone behind, and I followed them halfway across the thing. I put in my turn signal, waited for them to pull out, 
and I gave him a wide berth because I had to go out far to be able sure, to get into this big parking old, that space. Big old van you had. And this Asian kid in this blue little sports car oh. zips right <laughs> in front of me and takes my freaking spot. Wow. And he knew he did something wrong because I just sat in my car for at least 30 seconds to a minute. And gave him a stern look. You at used your evil eyes, your angry eyes, I know. didn't you? And he never got out of his car because he knew. <laughs> you scared him. I know. But you know what? This was four more years ago. And it still makes me mad to think about. And it's still one of the things I regret. Like if I was ever going to use violence on somebody, if I was, if I was ever going to get arrested for something <laughs> – you know, or calling my cops for anything. It should have been for, you know, slapping the guy's face or, you know, threatening him or putting the key to his car. I just, I still, it's still a bad memory for me. Mm. So, the so. No, so the no thing, I've kind of backtracked from my position to think that, to say that if you see someone fighting next to an herbalism node, I don't think you should have to go, oh, I wonder if they are going to pick that or not. Because that's a waste of your time. Because for all you know, they might not be an herbalist. What if um, same faction or opposite faction or does it matter? No, no, what I'm saying is that you shouldn't have to. If you see them there fighting next to herbalism and that's all you see, just them fighting next to a node, I don't think you should have to sit there and wonder, are they going for their node? I think Mm. you should just go for it. Oh, okay. But if what what he is saying is that intentionally grabbing a node while another player accidentally aggroed a mob, as you see that they're going for something, and you see that they got sidetracked by a mob, do you still go in there and get that node? I think you should not. I think you should not. What if it's PvP server opposite faction? I say fight for it, then the winner gets the node. That's what. Oh I mean. sure, but that, yeah. I've done that a lot. Sure, fight for the node if it's an opposite faction, but. Now, see, in Thelma and Louise, when the little girls get jacked their parking spot, uh-huh. they get out of the car. The little girls are like, just face it, honey, we're younger and hotter, whatever. Oh. And then Thelma and Louise bashed that car. They took their car and bashed the other car out of the parking spot, like slammed into it. And she said, face it, honey, we're older and have more insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, on, on a side note, and this may really, you know, there's a lot of people who might think that I'm, what was that one guy called me, a sociopath? You remember that? I remember that. Not that it's not not that it still sticks with me, but <laughs> uh, it's that time of year, holiday season, okay. when, when the malls are quite full, parking lots are quite full. The malls, and people do the same thing. They look for a parking spot and they follow you out of the mall. So, when I was growing up, and I've still done this to, to this day. Oh boy! We go down an aisle, a row, or whatever, towards uh, towards the car. We pick some car at random, and we go, and we always when somebody's following us, you know, they got their blinker on, they're following us, they're slowing down. And, like, I'll go on one side, and, and my son will go, or it, was, it used to be my dad and myself, we'd go. Now we kind of pause at a car, like we're going to get in the car, some random car in a really good spot, and we keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> Switching aisles, we like, okay, we go, like, three more lanes over, then we get in our car. <laughs> That's just fun. <laughs> What's the point of that? Because the person's like, oh, I got a great spot. I got a great. Oh. <laughs> just imagining their torment gives you pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Sociopathic? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As a guild, Froho says, this could be endless. However, one of my, one of the fascinating things is the issue of reserving loot for guild members. 
And Gorman actually talked about that last week, I think, when he said something was reserved for another guild member and had somebody leave the guild because of that. That was his friend who left, yeah. who quit the game. Right, quit the game because somebody was reserved. And, and I I kind of dealt with that a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, when someone, you know, has reserved something for a guild. But is you, if I know ahead of time, I'm okay. Yeah, that's, that's all it really boils down to. Like, do you let everyone enter a run thinking it's normal and all of a sudden you go, oh, we can't have that cloak because... Yeah, because we're going to give that to this person. Because... And the thing I don't like is when, you know, there's, you know, and I understand the fairness of it. If I've run something like 10 times and I'm looking for a particular drop and it hasn't dropped and on the 11th time I have a whole other crew with me and it drops, I really want that. But I should let people know ahead of time that I really, really want that. I went to the, through some, some, you know, mean instance names, I don't know. But there was a wand that was supposed to drop from the boss, one of the bosses, one of the sub bosses in, in there. And when we're forming the, a group to go in there. I kind of said, "Hey, if that drops, I really, I really want it. I really, I'm going to need on. Is that okay?" Everyone's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And I'm like, "All right, great." And it dropped, and be, you know, I'm looking I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it dropped!" And while I'm still like in shock that it dropped, everybody else was like, "Grats, dude!" And then everybody else, you know, they they like passed on it, and I rolled a a need on it, even though I didn't have to at that point. But then I felt compelled to roll a need because I said I needed it, and you I got my wand. It. So. Yeah, if you know ahead of time, I, I'm not real big on, on the guild reserving. I understand it. And, yeah, don't pop it up at the very end and go, oh, by the way. Uh, I'm like, oh, by the way. You know. <laughs> oh, by the way, is a country in India or city in India or something, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. That's, I've always heard that. So, Froho, we thank you for that input. Controversial. Thought-provoking, game-changing insider information. Ah, who are we kidding? It's just the main content of the show. Hey, Freckleface, guess what? What? Cataclysm is here. No way. Yeah, and, you know, we, we kind of avoided talking and speculating about it the entire time. Uh, you know, outside of little things like, hey, what might happen with the auction house and Cataclysm and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, we kind of stayed clear of the whole Cataclysm beta stuff but now it's here and you've experienced more of it than i have and i've experienced less of it than you have you know conversely um on our facebook page jeff we asked on our facebook page by the way we said um you know what do you like about cataclysm what do you not like or is there something you absolutely hate and uh jeff what he said is that the new goblin area and starting experience is amazing there's more pop culture nods than he can count However, the server's been very unstable, but he's still having fun. He's got a, a goblin warlock named Caboodle. He's on the uh, Steam Heedle cartel in the U.S. Do you think the servers are unstable? I haven't had that experience. I haven't had that experience. My frame rate's been kind of sketchy. And it seems like Stormwind is turning into the new Lagaran to some extent. You know, I might have to retract my hatred for Stormwind. <laughs> really? Why? Because I can fly anywhere I want to fly now. Oh, okay. I don't have to worry. worry about the tunnels. I'm not worried about falling in the lake or rivers or anything. I just fly. I was swimming all around the tunnels the other day. I was getting some crabs. Okay. That's fun to do, I guess. Not really. <laughs> and he's, uh, that's kind of cool. He's got a uh, a goblin named Caboodle. 
Because I was naming one of my cat cats when I had cats a long time ago. Oh. I had two cats. One was black. One was gray. And the black one was named Kit. And the gray one was Caboodle. Oh. It was Kit and Caboodle. So, yeah, they're fun. So, I don't know. I You know what? With the instability, I know that, uh, that and this is a little technical, so it's okay. Don't worry about it. Just deal with me. Um, there's a new graphic engine, the OpenGL graphic engine version that Blizzard is using. It has been causing some issues on, on the Mac. However, it's very easy to use the old version because it's still there. That's not bloatware for you at all. You can still use the old GL graphic engine. And the only thing I don't like about you know switching back to the old graphic engine is that some of the stuff looks moderately cartoonish now to me. Oh. It's not as of a rich experience. So um, I've been... I haven't gone back to the new one yet. Um, I'm still waiting, reading some of the Mac forums, waiting on uh, somebody else to kind of say, okay, they got it fixed with this particular patch or whatever. So right now, I still, I'm still, I love it. You know, don't get me wrong. But um, I'm still, you know, I backed up one. Like I said, there's still some stuff that looks kind of, it's, it's a layering issue where stuff that moves is layered on stuff in, in, you know, background images and world images. And so there's some stuff that looks kind of cartoonish to me sometimes. But it doesn't really stop me that much. Now, you started before I did. Yes. Um, like a day before I did. And with Cannon Face and his buddy in Denver, and you guys at all your questing over in... Mount Hygel. Mount Hygel. And all I've heard is Mount Hygel is awesome. Mount Hygel is epic. Mount Hygel is this. Mount, you know, I'm like, awesome. Great, let's go. And I get to go in, and what do you say? It's phased. It's phased. I can't go with you, and you want to experience it with me, so we end up going to, what, Vashir or something yeah. like well, that? Well, to be fair, I'm not the one that made a big deal about my high job. I don't. I think it's cool. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think Vashir is cooler. Oh, do you? Yeah. Because, like, when I was talking to Cannon Face, he said he has no, not even planning going to Vashir. So he doesn't know what to compare it to. I've been I, to both. All right. Well, I just like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little, uh, what's disappointed. Why? Because I was thinking that finally there's going to be a demand for underwater breathing and, and classes that can cast spells of underwater breathing. Oh, and here we are. Uh, it, the game gives it to you. Yeah, you do yeah. a quest and you get your sea legs and you can breathe underwater. Yeah. And I was a little, I was like, yeah. Hey, but you know what? It helped us out when we were in quests. And before, before we got that, it. Though. Yeah, before we got it, I was, yeah, I was tossing them out to everybody. I was cool. Yeah. And I was like, yay. But not so much now. We never know. I mean, the problem with evaluating the expansion based on what we're what we've seen the past couple of days is kind of like evaluating Wrath of Lich King based on Berean Tundra alone. I understand. You we know. haven't seen nothing, anything. Yeah, really. I mean, we still got to get to level eight five, and there's all the in game content, yeah. and they're going to keep releasing new stuff. So I do like you know the fact that they gave you a seahorse. Yeah, you know, I like that process too. Yeah, it was a fun little quest, though. Even though mine bugged at the very end. I mean, yeah, that was weird, but you got it. Yeah, I just did it again yeah. and again. It wasn't a big deal. But um, I think one of the things I do like about Vashir down there is that, uh, you know, like I was running around for something doing a quest, and some creature I aggroed it, and I'm like, ah, get away! And so you you already have a speed bonus. It's like sixty percent speed uh-huh. bonus on the ground. But I didn't think about running away. I just swam up. It was a ground-dwelling creature. 
No, I just swam up. <laughs> he couldn't get off the ground. It was a ground dweller. It was like a little, uh, I don't know what they are, like a worm or something on the ground. Oh, uh, okay. I'm like, yeah, get it. Well, whatever. I'll swim above you. But you got to watch out, though, because now you can get attacked by like a snake or something. And right now, I know it's like there. I was complaining to you about how many people and how, you know, it's like, oh, she can't get stuff done. Uh, you know, nodes down there, uh, they go so fast, the mining nodes. Like, you see one on the map, and you try to go to it, there's probably four or five other people head right for it. But I still got about um, two stacks made of bars, of obsidian bars. And you know how much I sold one stack for? You said like 600 gold. Actually, it was 700. Well, 700 was the yeah. Yeah, and see, I picked up on it because I wasn't even going to bother. I was just collecting and not even thinking about it. Right. This awesome in trade chat wanting to buy the bars for 300 gold. I was like, that's ridiculous. And I was thinking about whispering him. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> this is going for in trade chat. I wonder how much it's people are asking for an auction more, house. Yeah. So, putting him seven, it's putting it for 700 gold. And it's just really tricky because I was going to do kind of an auction house. Um, I was going to ninja your auction house tip and just going to be like, sell all the new things because the price is, is just going to keep dropping. And you want to sell while it's hot. But the problem is right now on our server, I can tell and you can look at the amount of stuff being sold and the large discrepancy there is between the highest and lowest. Yeah, nobody knows right now. No, I think I think on certain things, we've hit that switch where now all of a sudden people are going, hey, wait a minute, I can make a bunch of money if I sell this stuff right now. Mm. So now they're driving the price down. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of the point where, well, I'm sure I'll normalize that in a little bit. Especially when everyone gets away from those kind of beginner zones. Yep. It's all newbie stuff right now. Yeah. Um. One of the things I like that's going on right now is, like, you know, there's a couple quests down there where you have to go kill X amount of whatevers. Or, you know, you got to go get claws, certain kind of claws, and, yeah, it's going to take you, you know, some, sometimes they drop off the mob, sometimes they don't. The respawn rates are insane right now. Yeah. Like, I, I parked my, my tune in one spot on this little patch of ground in the middle of the sand, or grass, I guess, in the middle of the sand, and had to fight some, some I don't know, crawdad-looking guy. And literally, I, I sat at a spawn point, and no sooner did I get one of them down that another one spawned. And I was just like, I had to have like six of the claws or whatever it was. And five minutes later, I was done, maybe less than that. I, was just, I sat and go, oh, there's another, oh, there's another, oh, there's another. It was just. Well, you know what I heard is that the mechanic is that the spawn rate is based on how populated the zone is. That would be an interesting and a very smart thing if Blizzard did that. I have not read that. And if they did, kudos to them because that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. I would be mad props to them if they did that because that's cool. That is cool. So what is your favorite part so far about Mount Hyjal? About Mount Hyjal? seen yet. Oh, throwing the bear cubs. You know what? Oh I, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's Maymay, right? You know that, right? No, I don't know that. Yeah, there's this whole website about that. They they literally ripped off like a little flash game. Did they for real? Yeah. Oh, well. Completely. Yeah. Talk to a sniper about that. Oh, okay. Because he was totally. I mean, I mean, I've seen like one sniper knows all about it. And when Canaface brought it up last night, sniper's like, "Oh, my, do you do this and this and this and this?" And Canaface's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh man, it's totally totally ripped it off." <laughs> so. Well, I didn't know. So I, I I thought it was hilarious, and it was cool because, um, you know how you know the the vehicle bar they introduced with Wrath of the Lich King. Mm-hmm. And with this bear cub quest, um, you get on the tree and you can slide up and slide down, and then you throw the bear cub. And I don't, it seemed like there's more 
things you're coming out with, like more abilities to be able to do during quests. More mechanics so, towards yeah. the quest. Yeah, so I think that's interesting. Um, I like reading the quest, t- quest too because... I'm skipping all this. No. I, I mean, you just skim out. Why are you skipping all this? I ain't got time to read that. <laughs> that's why I'm going to get the 85 before you because you're just wasting time. I skim over. It takes me like five seconds. They just like they tell you how to like you know climb up and you throw the bear cubs. I mean, it's like nothing can go wrong with this plan. Yeah, absolutely just, nothing can go wrong. That's what yeah. you laugh. And um, one of the quests we were doing in Vashir, the crabs. The case of crabs, and yeah, we had to bring it crabs. back to her. And they make such a big deal about it. And she's like, "Oh, freckle face, you know when I'll let her know that when times are tough, you gave me a case of crabs." Yeah. And then the reward is a fine tooth comb. Well, so far, the rewards that I've gotten from the quest outside of the seahorse I haven't been able to use. Well, that'll change. I know. But, you know, yeah. so, but I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I don't know. Is, is there anything that you wish you could have done before we got down there? I mean, before we got into the expansion? Is there anything you missed from Wrath of the Lich King that you were set out to do that you didn't do? Um, I didn't do one last tour of Azeroth. And I kind of feel bad now. But at the same time, I did a lot of that before. Like, I went to go to Loch Modan. Mm-hmm. That lake is mostly dried up. It's really strange. And the dam is all crushed. And there's no flowing waterfalls anymore. It's just a ledge drop off into, like, a small puddle of water. Ouch. It made me sad. Because I used to love jumping off that dam. Yeah, I was a little saddened. I didn't think of it. It was just strange. I even, I even kind of giggled at myself a little when I went to uh, Aberdeen. Yeah, I went to there the other day too, and it, like everything was all upturned. Did you find the dwarf inside? I don't know. I was just running around. Uh, well, I was over there, and then you're like, "No, you had to go to Stormwind. We had to go over here." But the other thing I started doing was um, got some flight points in there too. Archaeology. Yeah. Yeah, and remember you said somebody just jumped and like it's they, boring. they they got like the something on our server like the they, they, they yeah someone got the illustrious grand archaeologist like either the first or second day. That's insane. That's ridiculous. Well, you said it's boring. What do you mean that it's boring? What do you? Well, I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do with it. Oh. You know? So it's not that it's boring. You just don't know what to do yet. Well, in the process, it's kind of boring. Well, is it, is it, does it combine with mining like I thought it would? Or? No. No. It's its own thing. So do you have, like, stuff that sparkles like mine? you got to go dig it up? Well, what you do is that you look on the world map, and you'll have, I guess once you get the skill, they'll have a little spot to say dig sites. Okay. And when you go to the zone map, it'll be a little area that's covered in red. When we go to that area, you have a skill called survey, and you survey, and it'll bring up this little um, tripod-looking thing. They'll be pointing in a direction, it'll either be flashing red, yellow, or green. So you go in the direction, either you go really far or not very far, or you stay close by. And you do that several times until something unsurfaces, and you take that. And let's say you and you collect, like, nine elf fragments, and you collect two of them. And you do and you dig up and do that three times, so now you have six. Well, after you get 30, you solve it. Now, all of a sudden, you have a comb. Wow. And I don't know what to do with the comb. So it's like a lot of work for a comb. That's what it seems like. You could have just given some, a case of crabs to somebody for a comb. <laughs> I know. The next thing I'm going to get is a scandalous nightgown. Ooh. How do you know this? It's what it says. Oh, okay. So the next <laughs> item available. But if you look at the achievements, there's lots of stuff. But, you know, you get a title just for finding a rare artifact. Hmm. You get assistant professor in. 
So it's a lot of work, but it really has some rewards to it. Yeah, other... but, I, but I haven't figured out okay. how it's supposed to be beneficial. But it's a secondary quest, I guess. They can do whatever they want. Well, that's something I like about Cataclysm are, are these, um, I don't know, I don't know what they call them, surprise quests. Remember Discovering we, the quest when he killed the eel. Yeah. Well, there was one I got, like, when I, when I got to Stormwind, boom, a quest popped up. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, mine too, and I couldn't figure out why all of a sudden I had accepted a quest. Yeah. And then when you killed an eel and discovered it, right. it kind of boggles my mind because... Yeah, you're like, mind blown. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just throws off everything because used to be your whole schematic for the game was... If there's a mob there and there's a collection of them, I better go find the quest. Right, go find the quest. Well, you know, why am I supposed to kill these people? Let me go find the quest, and then you come back. Yeah. Yeah. And now, now you never know. Yeah, I like that. The only thing I don't like, and maybe it's just my graphics, but that, you know, the, the discovered quest pop up or whatever the icon on the screen, whatever you want to call it, on the UI. Uh huh. Yeah, it just doesn't. I mean, I know they changed a lot of how the game is, and it just seems like. For me right now, they're maybe the new artists or something, but mm-hmm. it seems like it has a very anime feel to it. You know, even like like next time, look at the loading screens next time. You know, okay. there's just some anime feel to it that I'm going. You know, maybe we got some new artists on board, and it's not as as old world or as you know medieval or whatever you want to call it that style that they had before. Yeah, I see what you mean. So, um, yeah, the the lore is a little. I mean, the whole thing is a little odd. Like, uh, I started a worgen. I did you? Yeah, I my my idea was, okay, we make a worgen to make a bank character, and I got about to level five, and I realized I had no idea how long I was going to be stuck in the lore area. I couldn't get out, <laughs> so I kind of stopped. But what did you name your worgen? Dark freckles. Dark freckles. Yes. Really. Really. I would have gone with like Freckle Paul. I didn't think of that. Freckle Tail. But you just went with dark freckles. Yeah, because they're like, I'm not going to justify it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, that's good. All, right. Everyone, all the Morgan look like they just came out of like the 18th century. Right, they have colonial. Yeah, stuff. which is a really strange contrast to the whole medieval stuff ever, well, that's going on everywhere else. That whole area in where they're from, that whole uh-huh. area there. Gilneas. Yeah, is all. That was how, I mean, that's how it was when you went up into um, that area, anyhow, like the Brian Tundra. Fan yeah, Shadow Fan Keep. Everything was like that over there. That's mm-hmm. just how that. It's kind of like a. They were colonizing the north, and that's just what they got, man. Mm-hmm. It was odd. I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, and then I made a new bank character because I needed one. Okay. More back space? Yeah, because I can't use freckle. He's kind of using freckle face as one. Right. Now you've come back and you're starting to love freckle again. Yeah. I'm telling you that there's a way around that. What do you mean? Remote auction house. Even though Blizzard has yet to respond (laughs) to my request, I'm going to have to get in game and go, guys, what's up? You need to put in your ticket that you are the host of a podcast. And oh, mentioning yeah, their right. Yeah, Why not? said. <laughs> like, look, I'm going to mention on my podcast. I'm, you know what? I, I have a podcast. <laughs> I'm, and at, and I'm at least, telling like five people every week. <laughs> at least nine people like me on Facebook. <laughs> and they're all going to know about this. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't use that. As a as as you know, as anything, 
really the only time in the game that I tell people I have a podcast or that I co-host a podcast mm-hmm. is like when I get in a new guild. Right. And I just kind of go, hey, just letting you know, just, I got this going on. It's just, you know, full disclosure type stuff. I see. Yeah, this one on. Um, so I did the new gnome starting area. Oh, and I've heard it's different. really cool. I got to level two and then I ran to Iron Forge. Oh. But I got, he's got this really kind of smart alecky look on his face. That's huh. a face I fucked. Okay. I named him Fingers McGee. <laughs> okay. So I got to figure out how I'm going to dress him. You're probably going to put him in a dress. Yeah. You're probably going to send him that scandalous dress that you get from archaeology. Yeah. Unless it has a level cap on it. Well, I don't know if that's... Uh, well, I should say this. There's another thing in archaeology. The comb that I got wasn't a physical object. It was just in my interface. Oh. So okay. I didn't know I was supposed to do that either. Yeah. I don't know. Now, in our show notes here, it says... You know, where it says, you know, what do we like the most? Discovering quests. And you put here, although it makes me wonder who pays me. That's right. What are you talking about? Okay, like we killed the eel. And basically, the, if you, I know you didn't read the quest, but it's like, it's basically talking how. Oh, the quest it, reward money? Yeah. Where it's coming from? Yeah. Okay, maybe, I don't know, yeah. Well, dep- depending on the quest, because the eel one was, you basically kill an eel, you decide that eels are gross and. You know, people shouldn't have to deal with that and be scared of biting them in the face. And you just decide you're going to kill all these eels. And we turn the quest. It's like now you can add that to your list of things you can tell your grandchildren that you did. Yeah, but who's who's you telling you all that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they it, it set it up like you decided to yourself. I'm going to go do this, and I can see maybe getting experience for that. But who's giving me seven gold? I see what you're saying. Now the Blackwing Lair instance, the one you can go to at level eighty. Once you discover the entrance. Uh, which I have. Have you discovered it yet? Yeah, it's really easy. <sighs> you have to tell me where it is. Oh, it's really... Okay, like, if you if you go to the Black Rock Mountain... Right. There's a meeting stone for Black Rock Spire. Mm-hmm. If you go down that hallway and then turn immediate right, it's, like, right there. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. It's not, the, it's not even in any of the new zones. There was, in, in our guild, and I didn't do anything because I was questing with you, but there was, um... There was... Somebody was was wanting to meet up with like a warlock at um, I think Iron Forge somewhere. They wanted to meet somewhere. And they wanted to take because they they knew where the starting zone was, and so they're wanting the warlock to go with them to take the warlock to the starting zone, and then they were going to summon everybody else. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So. You know, you could make some money on that because for Janiqua, I've been decided I'm just going to level her like I have been leveling her, just doing the dungeons. You know, dungeons. And I know you have to discover them, yep. but when with the guildies. They do not have the patience for me to go find the Throne of the Tides, and I still have no idea where that is anyways. Right, and then you got to drive or so ride they, up here, fly over there. they all summoned me to the entrance. Yeah, that's what I did. And that's how I got it. So I'm thinking, you know, I can go through it this way and just pay people to summon me to the entrance <laughs> yeah. and never actually discover it. But anyways, let me go back to my original thought. I'm about sorry, the I totally the derailed quest. you. Okay, you discovered the quest. So when you go in the Blackwing Lair, you get this helmet, and this gnome is communicating to you Via the through helmet? this helmet. And you're discovering quests as in, like, you, you'll you see a big exclamation mark just on the ground. And when you walk up to it, it gives you a quest. And even though, so the lore is that you're going through the helmet, but it's using that discovering quest um, mechanic. Okay. For you to, to, like, you go here and you're like, hmm, what's that up ahead? Well, that one makes more sense then. Go, yeah, that one makes more sense. And the E one makes more sense except for the money. It doesn't make sense. So Maybe... It's 
the voices in your head that are paying you. But how, where are they getting money from? Schizophrenics are not rich. <laughs> One of them is. All the other personalities mooch off from the main, <laughs> see? <laughs> that's why the money's always gone. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> um, what else? I mean, I, I know we're, we're what? A, a week in a cataclysm. If that. If that. Um, I think this one's cool in that it's set up so that, I mean, raiding is going to start Tuesday. And all that PvP is going to start on Tuesday. I don't know what they're going to be able to raid, but mm, you'll have know. plenty of guilds when most people are 85. You know, the, the guys over at LetMeGame.com who are giving away a $40 gift card um, on the 14th. So there's still time to head over to LetMeGame.com and, and sign up for that. They're already on another competition as well, another contest rather as well. It's not a competition. Uh, they're giving away loot cards. Oh. So it's, I mean, and you're doing nothing. You're signing up for an email list and you're going to get a couple of emails. What do you do? But I mean, I'm waiting for the 14th. I hope I, I, I want the $40 gift card, but yeah, I'm, I'm on, you know, the, like the second competition I got to do or second contest. I'm sorry. Is, you know, you sign up for it and then you drive some traffic to their sign up page. It's kind of cool. You know, they're doing a little viral thing. It's neat. I'd talk to the guys. I don't want them having come on the podcast, maybe. Because one guy's got a really cool voice. The guy was yelling last week. Oh, like, yeah, with the yeah. accent. Yeah, the, well, he's from the UK, so. And I actually thought, you know, I was like, man, are you in Leicester? Because we have our buddy Dark Flib, who's over in, in uh, Leicester, in the UK. And I think that's where one of the guys is from. But apparently, the guy I was talking to is from Colorado. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, all right. But yeah, I mean, and then you can see popping up everywhere, like Tada! She's on our Facebook page, right? You know, she's she's hooked up into it as well. So, you know, something squirrely about her, though. Yeah, she's like selling her time. Like you can buy her as a slave friend on Wow, when you on on her server or whatever. I don't know. That's it. So, I mean, yeah, it's cool. But you know what? We already kind of gave out the auction house tip, so we'll just kind of talk about it. Right now, Just it's if it's going high dollar and you can get a hold of it, get it in there and make the money while you still can. Because the prices are out. There's uh, off the charts. And who knows when it's going to settle down. Because right now, like the stuff in the starting zone is going for 700 gold. Well, we call it the starting zone. Well, it was that first day. The problem is it's dropping. Yeah, it's going to drop. Every hour. Sure, it's going to drop. Much. Because what happens is people now, they level up and they get it further away and they get into the higher level quest. And now there's the next thing that they can mine yeah. or herb or whatever. Plus the people that went in there and like, oh, I'm going to do realm first. Like, I'm going to level up my engineer, my blacksmithing, whatever. And they get they credit it. for that. They need that stuff. Yeah, they were willing to pay time. Sure. Dollar. So sure. I mean, that's why I said last that. week that we got about two weeks left of this chaoticness. Now, me personally, I'm not even going close to the auction house the next two weeks. You know, I'm still scanning and doing the vendor thing. I've I've made a lot of money off that because it's you vendor. Know, it's, yeah, that's true. You're vendoring it. But, you know, I might risk. do something along the lines, but you know, I got to wait for Blizzard to fix my remote auction house access. Once I'm not bitter at all, am I? Once they do that. <laughs> Then I'll, I'll probably get back into it, but I'm just—I don't know. Right now, I am really focused on, on, on the questing. So, I'm staying away from the auction house. Yeah, yeah you can make a lot of money, but stay away from it right now. 
So you think this Tada person? What do you a, think it's screwy? Do I think it's screwy? Yeah. I don't know. You said squirrely. Squirrely. Yeah. It's she is accepting real world money, cash. Oh, okay. To you're buying her time, basically. You're saying, you know, if, I guess it, it's only going to work if, it's, if you're on her server, but you can buy her time, and she will be your slave, I guess. But not really a slave if you're pay, pay, paying for it, though. She'll be your indentured servant. Well, that's the same as a slave. You can buy her time. She'll be your employee for however long, a day, an hour, whatever it is that you buy. I guess she'll go on quests with you or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's right. I've done that with gold. I don't know if I can do it with real money. Real money? I don't know. I guess we'll leave that up to our, our listeners. Go over to the Facebook page and comment on that. Ta-da's a member over there, so be easy. If it, you know, if you think it's good, then great. If you think it's bad, don't, don't be rude. But you can let her know. And if you're on her server and you want to go buy her time for whatever. server shin? I don't know. Some RP thing. <laughs> so that's not very helpful. Well, you can ask her on Facebook. Oh, okay. Just go to our go to the Hearthcast page and look for the you know she's she's one of the friends of it. And it's Tara or one of the people that's liked it. Her name is Tara blah, 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 something else. So that about does it for this episode of Hearthcast.com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the website over at www.hearthcast.com. We've added Facebook stuff over there, so you can Facebook stuff there now. You can participate in our show by calling the Hearthcast hotline at three two one five five eight seven six three seven. You can email us at contribute at hearthcast.com or you can use our website submission form or you can just leave us a comment on Facebook like Jeff did today. Get that up on the show too. Always ask you to like us on Facebook. We like the likes. We like the likes. Yeah. And you can follow us on Twitter at hearthcast. That's the main show. You can follow me, hearthcast root, all one word. Or you can follow Freckleface. Hearthcast Freck. Just Freck. Just hard no, it says Hearthcast Freck. But oh no, yeah, that's what I meant. Is it not Freckle? Yeah, not Freckle, just Hearthcast uh-huh. Freck. Freck. You know. I guess, you know, you're on that quarter name basis with some people. Well, they have a character limit. That's true. And those are our our, our new Twitter uh usernames. So more than likely Freck will get more followers and root will on there. Oh, don't make it in the competition. You will. Oh, no, I'm not, but you will. Anyhow, it's no, no competition. <laughs> None implied. Again, we would really like to thank our sponsors this year for swagdod.com, taverncraft.com. Get a stein, get some T-shirts, get a ball cap. Get two steins. And then clink them together and go, cheers. And if you like what you heard, spread the word. Tell your friends and your guildmates. You can rate us on iTunes, and if you link to us from your blog, we'll give you a link back. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. HearthCast, it's about World of Warcraft. Take a break from your grind if you have the time to listen to our show. We got gnomes and dwarves and night elves too And we would like to thank you For listening, for listening I said we would like to thank you